friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. This week is our first of seven in a series that I'm calling Desires of the Heart. So today we are going to be starting this new series and we're going to be looking at some of these deep desires that we all have. Um, the one we're going to tackle today, though, is the desire to be heard. This one pricks my heart a little because it has been a lifelong struggle for me to feel heard. And it's not that I'm a quiet person, obviously, even if the fact that I'm doing a podcast shares that. But if you've ever met me or spent any time with me, you know it's in fact quite the opposite. My husband always jokes that I talk to breathe. So the reality is I make my voice known. But making our voices known is not the same thing as being heard. Instead, it's like our small attempt to getting that need met in the only way that we know how. And maybe this comes easily for you. Maybe you grew up in a family where you were looked in the eyes and someone heard your heart. And that's how I seek to parent my own kids. But for some of us, in fact, probably most of us, that simply just wasn't the case. It still isn't. I have a sense that most people are kind of unsure that God hears them. Last year, I went through a really hard season. We all did. But this was not pandemic related. Instead, it was a situation where I had no voice. I certainly wanted to speak up. But in in that circumstance, there was really nothing I could do or say at that moment that would have any consequence. Was there injustice? Yes. And that is so hard for me because I am a justice warrior. Um, I'm known for, that's the kind of ministry that I do. I work in global orphan care. I have a heart for those that are vulnerable and need a voice to, to help fight for them. But this situation did not even allow me to fight. So instead, I had to stay silent. 
And that was such a struggle for me. But as I took those feelings of helplessness to the Lord, he interrupted that prayer. And the words that he clearly spoke were, I hear you, I see you, and I love you. I wish I could say that I was listening for God's voice when that happened, but the truth was, I was just complaining. I was just telling God that I was mad and I felt helpless and I felt like I couldn't do anything. And the reality is, is God had to silence me in order to let me know that he heard me. Did things change immediately? No. Um, But I think I did. I think the emotion around the situation was still there and the feeling of helplessness was starting to lift. But instead of despair, I sensed that there might be hope and peace. And that really only comes from the presence of the Father. Um, almost immediately, the words of the psalmist came to my mind. Um, in Psalm 120, verse 1, it says, I took my troubles to the Lord. I cried out to him, and he answered my prayer. Sometimes we can feel like no one hears us. We can't allow what we feel, though, to replace what we know. And what we know is that God hears us. Later that week, actually, friends came to me with a very similar problem. So similar that they said out loud the very thoughts that I had prayed in that desperate prayer. And as they described how helpless they felt, I shared with them the words that the Lord shared with me. He sees you, he hears you, and he loves you. Did their situation change? No. But I think their hearts did. And as believers, we can step into that gap for each other, reminding each other that we serve a God who hears, who sees, who loves. And sometimes the best way to do that is to point someone to Christ. Galatians 6.2 says, Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If we don't get this need to be heard met, either by someone in our lives or in prayer, we can start to believe some false narratives that the enemy will use to keep us trapped. Things like, I'm not worthy of being heard, or I'm a bother to others. Or maybe things like, my needs are too much, or I have to lie for anyone to hear me. How about this one? I don't have any needs, or my needs don't matter. Or my voice doesn't matter. I want to tell you that those are lies straight from the enemy. They're the exact opposite of God wants for you. In fact, he died to make sure that that didn't happen. I want to tell you about a time in my life where I saw this happen firsthand. I've been visiting a country in Africa where um, we have been called to do some ministry and When we arrived, I was overwhelmed with the sight of thousands of people. I had not really been prepared for what I was going to see. Now, I had been told what was going to happen. But being told what's going to happen, being prepared are two different things. My heart was not prepared. And as I stepped out of our bus into this sea of young, amazing, beautiful faces staring at me, um, I just felt like there was a moment where I could feel God moving and and pushing me towards something, but I didn't necessarily have the confidence that I was 
hearing him correctly. And I think, I think this happens to us. I think that, especially if we're not in the habit of hearing and listening to God on a regular basis, this can happen. And I was um, in the habit of doing that. It's just in this environment that it was a newer environment for me. I was young to the mission field. And I remember praying before I even left the country that God would just put in me what he wanted me to learn outside of the mission field. So when I came back to the States, it wasn't going to be about this experience I had on the other side of the world, but it was going to be about what God was doing in my heart and in my mind and in my ministry here in the States. And I think so many times we want to go from mountaintop to mountaintop instead of realizing that most of life is lived in the valley. And I, and I did recognize that and I, and I was trying to guard my heart against that. And, I, and my prayer up until that point had been, God, give me something to sustain me in the valley um, with this experience. And I know that lots of missions trips are, are like that where you have these huge, amazing experiences. But I specifically was praying for new vision and new strategy for the things that God was having me to do here. And so as I stepped out of the bus, I just felt myself being drawn to uh, a certain group of kids. And as I started sharing with um, just the kids the different things that, that God, uh, you know, had led me to, I had bubbles and some other fun things that we were doing, a little girl came by my side and she stayed there. Her name was Sonia. And Sonia was unique because in this particular region, they didn't really speak English. There was a lot of kids that spoke Swahili and there's a lot of kids that spoke Luo. Uh, which is a tribal language, but not very many that spoke English. And so we were really dependent on translators. However, Sonia had moved there to be with her grandmother after her parents had died. And so she spoke English and Swahili and Luo. So she became kind of my interpreter. Um, I too, her and another little boy named Barnabas, but um, I'm sorry, Boniface. But anyway, Sonia kind of stayed with me all day. And um, of course, I'm blonde hair, blue eyes, very fair skin. And I had to go back to the bus to reapply sunscreen and to get some water. And it was funny, when I was reapplying the sunscreen, the kids thought it was perfume. And uh, I it was that spray sunscreen that just smells terrible, but the kids loved it. And they told me actually to leave it off because if I left it off, then I could become brown like them. And I thought that was so sweet, but I told them I would be red like a tomato. Um, I wouldn't get that beautiful brown skin that they had. But I, I took a little sip of water and it was just those regular, you know, Walmart version water bottles. And I took a little sip of water and I saw Sonia, um, looking at me and she said, ma'am, might I trouble you for a spot of water? And we had been warned against that. We had been warned not to give out water because we were in a crowd of thousands of people. And of course, we didn't have enough water for everybody. And I and I just, I hesitated. And before I even could get any words out of my mouth, she said, I haven't had anything to drink in three days. And the the region we were in actually had been in a drought. And the normal water sources had dried up. And I realized that not just Sonia, but all of these kids that we were with were likely in the same position, that they hadn't had anything to drink in three days. And, um, you know, there was plenty of water for me. There's plenty of water for our team. Um, there's always plenty of water in, in my situations. And here... I had this joy of a little girl 
who was so bubbly and so excited and so happy to help me and spend some time with me, I never would have realized that she hadn't had anything to drink in three days. And so breaking the rules, I went around to the side of the bus and I kind of huddled over her and I gave her my bottle of water. And it wasn't even a full bottle of water because I had taken some out of it. But as she took that drink of water, just the relief came across her face. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit said to me this, this is your valley moment. This is what you take with you into the valley to remember when you don't feel me and you don't see me and you don't hear me. This, a cold cup of water to the least of these. That's who I am for you. And that's who I want you to tell me. That's, that's what I want you to tell others about me, that that's who I am. And I will tell you, that was, that was a, a changing moment for me, um, not just in that trip, but in my ministry. Because the, the reality is, is we have seasons. We have seasons where we can hear him clearly. We can hear his voice. We can sense that he is moving and working. And, and um, we're in these times of consolation where we can just feel God's spirit. And um, there's these sacred echoes where we can sense that he's telling us something. And then there's a, these other moments where we don't where it's dry and where it's hard. And often what has happened for me is I've gone back in those moments and remembered Sonia and remembered that water and remembered how it ministered to her. And it wasn't what I sought out to do that day, but it's what God had me to do that day. And so I I think about that when I'm thinking about this sense of us being seen and heard and loved. God knew Sonia's need. He saw her need. And he sent somebody to fill that need. And I I think he does that for us. You are heard. And you are seen and you are loved. I want to take a little bit of time to pray over this. But this week, what I want you to do is take the things to God that are on your heart in those moments where you are feeling unheard, either by the world, by others, or by God himself. Do you do that? If not, why do you think that is? I think sometimes what we do is we take the, the good things to God, right? We don't, we don't hesitate when something amazing happens. We can say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. But what about those hard things? What about those moments when we feel unheard? For me, it was this whole situation that I was going into where I felt helpless and I felt like my voice didn't matter. And I felt like no matter what I said and no matter who I told, it would not change the outcome of the situation. I found myself in this posture of complaining to God, but not telling him or taking him those things that made me feel unheard. But in all honesty, that's where God wants to meet us in those hard spaces, in those places where we feel like nothing will make a difference, that's the very place that God wants to work. And maybe your situation won't immediately change. Maybe it's more about him giving you peace and the strength to persevere in that situation. Or maybe it's so he can come back in a way that works his amazing spirit through the situation and you can wholeheartedly say, that's my God. That's my God that did that because I was powerless in that situation and I took it to him and I watched him move and work in a way that only he can. This week, I want you to speak out 
to God about the things that seem unheard in your life. The truth is, is he already knows them, but he wants you to come to him so that you can know that he hears you. He wants you to know that he hears you, he sees you, and he loves you. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are the God that hears, that sees, and that loves, despite our circumstances, despite those things where we feel helpless and powerless to do anything about. You are the God that sees. You are the God that hears, and you are the God that loves. God, I pray for my friend listening right now, that you would just, even in this moment, take this time to impart into them the tangible presence of your Holy Spirit in such a way that they would recognize that you hear them. You see that thing that nobody else sees. Or maybe everybody sees and they feel powerless to do anything about. You see that, God. Thank you. You hear them in those moments, those silent moments before bed, as we're laying down our head, pouring out our hearts. You hear those things, God, even in a way that nobody else does, because you're hearing them through the lens of how you're already going to work them out for our good. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you with those things. We thank you that you desire to work in and through us, despite what this world says, despite what our circumstances say, despite what things may look or seem, that you are the God that can reach into that mess and to work in a way that we can later recognize gives you glory because your ways are so much better than our ways. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to speak into this for a few moments. And I just pray for my friend right now that your spirit would overwhelm time and space to be tangible and present and real. We thank you for who you are, God, and the way that we can come to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.